Welcome to the Dildorks, dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and I think my favorite dirty word is cock. Yeah, it's very good. It's very, very good. Who are you, friend? I'm Bex. I'm a sex educator and a sex blogger, and cock is pretty good. I feel like most of my favorite filthy, dirty words are, like... Not particularly dirty words, though, like words like filthy and little and things Mm. like that. Yeah, they're just really good descriptors. We're going to talk more about that later, though. Oh, Jesus. I remember when you first published your yes, no, maybe list, which I love and which I will link in the show notes. And one of my favorite things about that is that you talk about feelings in it, which I think are just as important as words and actions. Uh, and one of the feelings on the list was diligent, and I was like, "Welp, <laughs> that's a thing." Uh, so that that has become one of my favorite words in dirty talk, which is not something I ever would have predicted. But I guess you know, journalism school grad, word nerd, makes sense that <laughs> that would be one of my favorite dirty words. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a lot of the words that come up in my sexting all of the time are not like, yeah, cock and you know holes and things like that that you would expect and come and whatever but yeah there are a lot of words that like absent-mindedly comes up a lot mm-hmm. as like describing how a dominant would do things like offhandedly you know doing it yeah exactly like you know absent-mindedly you know rubbing my hair while i suck someone's cock and they're doing something else entirely, but they're just like, oh, yeah, I guess there's a head in my lap. That's cool, too, you know. <laughs> Why is that so, like, hot that for you? Expand on that a little. <sighs> See, here's the hard part of coming up with words about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because it's... Their body is doing it because it feels good, and they're not really thinking about it. They're just doing the thing that feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times I'll do it also, like, I'll use that word to describe if someone's, you know, uh, watching me and absentmindedly rubbing their cock through the front of their pants, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, they're not really thinking about it, but they're getting hard and their hand just kind of drifts there anyway, and it's more about, like, a visceral body feeling than it is about, like, a conscious thought. Mm-hmm. But also, it's got that, like, aloofness to it that I sometimes like in a dominant, um, where they're, like, more focused on something else entirely, or they're more focused on, like, the curiosity of wh- what they're doing to me. Like, they're just kind of experimenting on me and, like, oh, by the way, it's also kind of hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's like, it's almost like the dominant equivalent of this concept that I'm really into from more of a submissive perspective, which is like, when something feels so good that you can't control your reaction to it. And so like, lately, I've been Googling accidental orgasm or like unexpected (laughs) orgasm a lot. Because what I what I want to see is a dude getting a BJ where something feels so good all of a sudden that he comes before he's ready to or before he thinks he's going to. But what ends up happening when I Google that is a lot of clips of like a dude coming in the mouth of someone who like ostensibly doesn't know that that's about to happen. And so it's it's the giver who's being surprised. And I'm like, okay, that's fun in, in its own way, I guess, if it's consensual, but like not what I'm looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I have a couple of different archetypes of, like, dominant that I really like, and one of them is that kind of, like, aloof, uh, I suppose I'll do this because it feels good, um, but, like, meh, I'm, I'm too busy focused on other more important things than you, but you'll get me off just because that's gonna happen right now. Mm -hmm. Um, which is, like, one of the scariest ones to play with, because also I'm like, validation, pay attention to me, hello! <laughs> um, that seems also... edgy. Like, I think I would definitely have to really trust someone and understand that they actually are into me in real life and are just pretending to not be, because, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, I can... Uh, it's something I dirty talk a lot about, but it's something that, like, 
only recently I'd feel comfortable, like, really playing with for an extended period of time. Um, but, and I also like the, uh, another archetype, there are a few, but another one that I really like is that, like, uh, super focused on me, but in, like, an experimental kind of way, like, let's see what happens if, what can I do if, um, Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing, in, and that's another one where that, like, absentmindedly thing kind of plays in, because they're more fascinated with what's happening than they are turned on by it, and then, like, they'll just absentmindedly also, like, play with their dick or whatever during (laughs) the whole thing, because it also feels good. This is reminding me of a Sherlock fanfiction that I have always wanted to write and have never gotten around to writing, but I just got it in my head that I wanted Sherlock to become obsessed with the clitoris and with figuring out how it works and, like, why does it have so many nerve endings and, like, there's this internal portion that so many people don't know about and how do you access it and how do you stimulate it? And I was like, I really want him to, like, use Irene Adler as a test subject and try to figure some shit out. And then probably he's there with John Watson who has sex with women and knows a thing or two, which Sherlock presumably does not in the BBC Sherlock universe anyway. And I just found it super interesting to think about someone who was like fascinated about this anatomy from like an intellectual perspective and then maybe gets into it in a sexier way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's like other like more aggressive dominant things where like, you know, using the submissive as a toy or just like really really aggro stuff and whatever and that all gets into other stuff which where that whole like absentmindedly thing doesn't play into but yeah it's it's a weird word that's like hot to me in a way that you wouldn't think of it being Mm -hmm. but that's always like my go-to example for i'm like that is not a filthy word and yet Also, I like the word filthy, and I'm going to say it all the time instead of dirty, and I don't even mean to. It's just the one my brain gives to me, because it's one I find hot. Yeah, that's okay. I'm not big into the word dirty either, because even though it's, like, literally a synonym of filthy, and they're next to each other in the thesaurus, like, dirty is so much associated with sexy culture. Like, it's it's like naughty, right? Like, it's just a word that we use a lot in that context, and it's feels more stigmatizing and also more like a vanilla like take on those kinds of things i just said uh, yeah it doesn't really do a whole lot it seems to have lost its weight exactly like it, it got kind of diluted um whereas like dirty in the common culture can mean like ooh fuzzy handcuffs and like right right but like filthy for me conveys like jock straps and dirty locker rooms and like actually dirty things you right. know what i mean there's there's an intentionality to it which i often find dirty is projected on me in times when like i might not like feel that way or want to feel that way like people yeah. referring to genitals as like your dirty parts or your naughty parts whatever i'm like well they're not though like they're it's my body you know like they're, <laughs> there's nothing I showered yeah um, whereas filthy, I feel like, is used in situations where you're trying more deliberately to be filthy, like those shower, like locker room types of role plays and stuff where like, yeah, you're deliberately going for that. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about dirty talk today. You might have noticed, but I never <laughs> officially said that. Um, it's something that's very dear to your heart, Bex. I know that about you. I love you. it so much. I think that if I was going to make a list of like top three things Bex loves, I'd maybe say mac and cheese, leather, and dirty talk. Uh, <laughs> so fair. why is dirty talk so central to your sexuality? I don't know. It just always has been. Mm-hmm. Like, when I jerk off, I think about the things people say to me way more than I think about the things they're going to do to me. Interesting. Um, I think for a couple of reasons, I think part of it is because power exchange is so central to my kink. Uh, and to my sexuality, like, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so easily conveyed dur- through language. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, someone can overpower me physically or can hold me down or could be rough with me or whatever, and that's super hot, too. But there's something different about them just saying it and you listening. 
Yeah. Like, that's a special kind of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and a kind that feels more powerful to me, for lack of a better word, <laughs> um, than just, like, well, I'm stronger than you, and I can just hold you down, and I'm like, I'm 5'3". <laughs> Most people are. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, like, I had a dominant partner over the summer who was literally five feet tall, um, which turned out to super not be an issue for me. And at one point we were having this discussion, he was like being all silent and like sulky. And I was like, what are you thinking about? And he was like, I was just thinking, I wonder if it bothers you that I'm short. And I thought about it and really like asked myself, does it bother me? And I was like, you make me feel psychologically very small in the way that you talk to me and the way you treat me. And that is really what's important to me in my kinks. Like the size was not an issue because around him, I felt like this tiny little submissive baby girl. And that was the important thing. And you can achieve that kind of thing with language. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's a big part of it. Um, I think I also really like it from a practical standpoint because uh, it kind of soothes my anxiety. Mm-hmm. to hear that constant reminder that the person's having a good job good time or whatever yeah and also uh dirty talk is tends to fall into one of two camps affirmation that this is good and great and they're enjoying it and woo go us <laughs> uh and direction mm-hmm. so i can know exactly what i'm supposed to be doing yeah like you know like oh i love when you suck my cock like that great i'll do it more excellent (laughs) um so like i think it's really good for that um and for getting me out of my head and for like reminding me that they're enjoying themselves which like obviously they are but um that's super helpful and then recently i found uh particularly so with my gender stuff i'm noticing that sex is a lot harder if I remember to conceptualize myself as a boy, which might sound weird for cis folks, but, like, I identify as a guy, I feel way more comfortable in that camp and non-binary and all of that, and also, I spent 26 years thinking I was a girl. Right. So, like, habits. You're still learning Um, how to do that. Exactly. And, um, like if I'm picturing the sex we're having from the outside or thinking about how I integrate into this, like, sexual experience, it's way hotter for me, um, coming at that from a more masculine standpoint. Um, and especially when I'm having sex with cis dudes, there's, like, this constant fear that I'm being seen as a woman, especially because... I don't pass super well yet, especially if I'm naked. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have kind of this, like, constant, like, I'm on edge and, like, it feels kind of uncomfortable. Um, And I, like, recently was having sex with a cis dude who was not dirty talking much. uh, And then at one point called me a greedy little boy and I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I... I feel so much better about all of this because I was getting into the part where I was like starting to kind of spiral and be like, oh, but like, this is a cis dude who is like mostly straight and like, oh, how do I feel about this? Like, is, you know, is my gender still being respected, blah, blah, blah. And then he pulled that out and I was like, great, good, excellent. (laughs) That, yes, that is the thing that I am. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a cis person, so I don't experience the gender stuff that you're talking about but kind of the closest corollary that I can think of for me is stuff around attractiveness anxiety and like particularly as like a chubby woman uh sometimes I'm in bed with someone and thinking like okay we're having sex (laughs) he seemed like he wanted to have sex with me but is he really into it like does he really find me attractive Um, and so it's good to have those verbal confirmations of like, if he thinks I'm hot or if he likes my curves or, or whatever, um, that really helps me relax into my body a little bit more. I've also found that as I've gotten older, um, I've become less of a sexual hair trigger. Like it's, it's 
not as easy for me to achieve orgasm and get turned on as it used to be when I was younger. It takes me longer um, and it's a little more work than it used to be. And I'm finding that as a result, I'm relying less on the physical sensations that are happening to me and more on mental stimulation. So I find I definitely watch more porn than I used to. I definitely fantasize more than I used to. I'm more into erotica and fan fiction. Um, I used to be able to get off from just the physical sensations and just kind of focus on that. And that was enough. And that's so rarely the case for me anymore. And so sort of the partnered equivalent of that, since I'm generally not watching porn when I'm with a partner, is them saying filthy shit to me or me imagining the filthy shit I wish they were saying. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I think that's interesting because I definitely like uh used to get off mostly on just thinking about dirty talk and like physical sensations and that's it but like since starting tea the last like month or so i've been craving more like visual stimulation oh interesting yeah because that's such a stereotype right Mm -hmm. that's such like a bs you know oh men like visual things and women like brain things and that is how (laughs) but shit testosterone man (laughs) that is fascinating yeah like i'm actually i rarely watched porn unless i was like i want to jerk off but i don't like want to jerk off yet so i'll I'll watch some porn Mm -hmm. um but like very rarely did i watch porn when i jerked off usually it was just like i would watch porn when we were hanging out and we're like have you seen this scene (laughs) yeah that's what friends do um But yeah, now I'm, like, actively, like, looking things up while in the middle of jerking off. Like, oh, I need to to see XYZ. (laughs) Which really makes me feel like a stereotype when I go back and look at my search history. (laughs) Like, it's bad. It's really bad. Well, like, speaking of dirty talk, I was noticing today that I think my porn consumption habits are almost more about the language around the clip than the clip itself. And I'll give you an example, which is today I was Googling the phrase, she lets me nut in her mouth. <laughs> I'm having a moment with, with the verb nut as a synonym for coming. I don't know what it is. There's something about it that when I'm turned on, it like kind of does things for me. But I was searching for clips, she lets me nut in her mouth, as opposed to like, I nut in her mouth, or like, uh, I let her suck my dick, whatever. I was in a particular mood for like, the woman doing the blowjob to be the person in charge. And like, the thing about these clips is like, often aside from the title and maybe a brief description, there's often like very little dirty talk in these scenes. Like, it's pretty much just like a BJ clip, right? And you could put different titles and descriptions on them and they would have different effects on me. Like I'm kind of just keeping that title in mind as I'm watching the clip and it's affecting how I'm viewing what's going on. And I'm kind of almost thinking more about the title than what was actually visually happening while I'm jerking off to it, which is so word nerdy, but that's like how my brain works. I'm very like verbal and like lingual that's just kind of how i consume all types of media including porn i guess i think that's super fascinating because i think that is how i would like if i would watch porn because it i was just like jerking off to words in the past and like Mm -hmm. the language around it and now i find myself knowing what i want to see and knowing what i have to tell the internet to get to that (laughs) image yeah (laughs) but things that are like it's all language that's not particularly hot to me. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, but I know this is what the internet will give me back. Like, <laughs> I got so mad at a partner of mine one time. Cause he was, he basically like explained to me how to like search for porn. which was like, I'm very experienced with this. I know how <laughs> to do it, but I was like, kind of playfully half sexting him while jerking off and i was like i keep typing she comes in his mouth into google and it's like not producing the results i want and i was like kind of half joking because i knew how to actually find that kind of clip if i wanted to but he wrote me back and he was like you should try some different search terms like maybe cunnilingus orgasm or something and i was like lol i know (laughs) but also there was something about like i i wanted to find something that used that phrase specifically. I was just, cunnilingus orgasm did not do it for me in that moment. Yeah, (laughs) no, that's just not the same. Yeah, no. So 
Are you more into, it sounds like you're more into hearing dirty talk, but like, are you also into doing the talking? Oh yeah, I say a lot of filthy shit. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Like, it's interesting because I have like a constant stream of filthy things happening in my head. Like, it's a good thing my internal voice doesn't need to breathe because it probably couldn't. (laughs) Um, But especially with like, I find myself afraid to say it, which Mm -hmm. is interesting to me because like, I feel like that kind of anxiety is new, and I think it's because a lot of the sex I have is, like, with partners I'm relatively new with. I don't have any consistent partners, except for my sir, who's long distance, um, where, like, I'm regularly building up enough trust that I'm just like, let me unleash this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Once I'm allowed to, I do... Allowed to. Once, like someone is like, oh, that's hot, you should dirty talk. I'll be like, really? Great. Here we go. Um, But even, like, even with my sir, who I've been saying filthy shit to for almost two years now, um, (laughs) I, like, text, fine. I can say almost anything. Every once in a while, I'll, like, look back at texts I sent while I was, like, jerking off or whatever, and I'm like, oh, that was a lot. I just said that. Well, um, but usually I'm fine via text. But if you get me on like Skype with him and he's like, so what you thinking about? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking and things. <laughs> and he's like, none of those were words, pup. <laughs> Try that again. Yeah, relatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're very much in just like receiving dirty talk yeah and it makes me feel bad (laughs) like i have a i have a lot of guilt about being such a bottom like i enjoy doing stuff to other people a lot of the time but i think like most of the time when i'm fantasizing or like picturing my ideal sexual encounter i'm receiving a lot because i'm a bottom and that's a real thing and there are tops out there who would be into that but I think that it extends to my dirty talk as well because like I feel like when I'm saying filthy shit I feel like I have the power in that moment like someone is listening to me and paying attention to me and I'm kind of guiding the narrative and there's something about that that feels dominant to me so I think it's not always something I'm comfortable with and I tend to fall back on submissive dirty talk like telling someone like I would be so good for you and like here's what I would do for you but really what I'm more interested in knowing is what they want me to do for them or what they would do to me so it's like it's hard for me to I need to work on my submissive bottom dirty talk which I know is a thing I'm just not really good at it yet yeah I so I thought of a few things when you said that like first of all I also have a lot of like guilt and like anxiety around the fact that I bottom a lot too and I'm super into receiving penetration mm-hmm. and I'm like yes just let me lay here and put things in me thank you <laughs> uh, but then I remember stone tops exist and like there are people that are like yes let me just put things in you great exactly and I'm like it's fine there's yeah. it's fine um <laughs> there are for people for whom that is their favorite part of sex and mm-hmm. I just should fuck those people Um, Yeah. (laughs) And, like, compromise with other people. But anyway. um, (laughs) But also, the other thing I think, I do kind of get what you're saying when you talk about feeling dominant while talking dirty. Mm -hmm. uh, Because that is actually something I kind of feel, too. Like, I can submissively say filthy things, but usually it's more mumbling and blushing than anything else. (laughs) Um, Which is cute and hot in its own way to certain people. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I do get kind of a toppy dominant feeling when I'm saying really dirty things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm really kind of into the... Because I'm good at it, okay? Like, (laughs) it is a skill that I possess. (laughs) Uh, I remember the first time I hung out with a group of friends who, like, thought they had introduced me to fanfiction and kind of had um, (laughs) in high school. And, like... We used to, I've mentioned this before, we had a marble notebook that we passed around the school 
or Mm -hmm. passed around the school, passed around each other, and would, like, write a few paragraphs of a story and then pass it off Mm -hmm. and took turns. (laughs) And the first time I was bestowed upon (laughs) the book uh, and I got to write something, I remember handing it off to uh, my friend going into class. um, I think I was talking to a teacher or something, and she was reading it outside because it was not, like, during a class. It was, like, an after-school thing or whatever. She, like, leans in the door and was like, Bax! And I was like what? Like, was it bad? I'm sorry, did I do something wrong? And they were just like, this is filthy! <laughs> and I was like, is that not the point? <laughs> like, and I had a moment where I was like, oh, was it too dirty? And they were like, no, it's great! And I was like, okay, good, no, this is fine. Um, but, like, so it's always been something I'm fairly confident in. Um, and, like, I guess the switchy side of me really gets off on the idea that I can say all of these things and get someone, like, turned on and flustered just by saying it. Mm-hmm. And, like, that kind of power uh, is really fun, especially when it comes to, like, sexting and you're getting someone turned on in places where they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Like, work <laughs> is especially fun. Um, can I borrow your perv brain for a sec? Yes. Okay, so we've often joked about the idea that, like, you should be in the earpiece of partners of mine feeding them lines to say to me. But I'm curious, what what would you actually have them say to me? I wonder if you would get this right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> How filthy am I going? <clears throat> Which, to clarify, folks, if you don't know, me and Bex have never had sex. It's not a thing that think will happen um but we have had sex near each other (laughs) surprisingly often for friends who don't have sex (laughs) break me off a piece of what you think my partners should say to me (laughs) um so i'm thinking back to our second threesome um (laughs) Which was when you were on new meds and having a hard time getting off. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, in that moment, I was basically, like, if he was gonna, like, I was sitting there actively annoyed that he wasn't talking dirty to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, clearly this is the solution. <laughs> You're probably right, yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, simple things, like, you know, are you going to be a good girl and come for daddy? I knew you were going like, to say that. I knew it. I knew it. Like, I have a story about this exact phrase. Can I tell you? Yeah, totally. But, like, was, that's the obvious one, right? I mean, like, it's right there, I could, right? I could, yeah, you could get more <laughs> elaborate. You can do more with it. But, like... It's like the go-to. Like, oh my if god! If I was if I was gonna stand behind you and hold up like flashcards, <laughs> I would have seven of that flashcard, <laughs> <laughs> and then others to spice it up. <laughs> Fuck! I'm so predictable. I knew you would say that. So one time I was having sex with this guy, the aforementioned short dom, who you nicknamed Napoleon because he's short and thinks he's in charge. <laughs> You were so mad at me when I did that. Oh my god, it was just so sassy. I was like, you were like, you can't call him that. And I was like, okay, I won't. To you. (laughs) No, I meant you couldn't call him that to him. You can call him that to me. Oh, I mean, obviously I wouldn't. (laughs) They never get to know their names. (laughs) Okay, anyway, so I was having sex with him. It was pretty early in our relationship. So I didn't have a good sense of, like, whether he knew my kinks and whether he knew the shit that I would want to hear. And he prompted me a couple times while he was finger banging me. He was like, what do you want me to do? Or, like, what would help you? Or I I forget. He asked me a couple questions. And I, in my head, was like, I know exactly what I want him to say. And I know that it would help me come right now. But I'm just too shy to say it. So I said that, and I was like, "Uh, I don't want to tell you. I'm too shy. And he was like, oh, I guess I'll just have to guess then. Uh, So then continuing to finger bang me, he goes, you going to be a good girl and come for daddy? (laughs) 
and I literally laughed out loud because I was like, that's exactly it. Like, you just read my fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> it was very weird. I guess that's not that, like, unreasonable of a thing, but, like. <laughs> yeah. Like. I was pretty amazed That's by a that. pretty standard, like, go-to. I think, I think a lot of people could have guessed that. But mm-hmm. then, like, I'm trying to think on, like, what more, like, Kate-specific stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, lots of good girls and probably stuff about being, like, a pretty little princess. And, like, <laughs> all, like, n- nurturing princessy femme things. <laughs> like, you understand me. <laughs> yeah. Like... I mean, one that comes up for me a lot when I'm, like, fantasizing about Dirty Talk is a lot of, like, if I keep fucking you really deep exactly like this, are you going to come for me? Um, Yeah. Or, like, I remember a time when that same partner, um, we were talking about how we were going to fuck, and he put his fingers inside me, like, really deep on my A spot, and he was like, this is the spot. This is where I'm going to fuck you. My cock is going to be slamming into this spot over and over again, which was, like very effective would recommend um so that's a that's a situation in which dirty talk is like it can be really effective when it's a reflection of someone's actual like physical preferences because that to me was like not only hot but like hot on another level because it was displaying a mastery of my body which is like to me very hot like that someone would know me this well that they would be able to like verbally and physically demonstrate what I like. Yeah, I think that's for me a lot with dominance too. Um, playing with the I like when someone dirty talks so well that it's like they read my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's a level of aptitude and control that is like really hot. Like they really know me and know how to. Like, the other thing is I can have very, like, physical responses to the right kind of dirty talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so the same way I find it really powerful to kind of turn someone on because I could just by saying filthy things and, like, being able to just say shit and, like, maybe not even have it impact me that much, but, like, watch them squirm from it mm-hmm. is really fun from the other side too like when someone is good enough to be able to do that i'm just like well okay <laughs> um like lately my sir and i have really been playing with the idea of um that like he has so much control and ownership over me that my body responds to him better than it does to me <laughs> um and that he can say things and just like have and like just get these reactions from me mm-hmm. without me like thinking about it and that's really hot yes very very good In lieu of fuck that, fuck yeah this week, we're going to do a bit of a lightning round and go through the words list on Bex's yes, no, maybe sheet, which is really, really good. You should check it out and fill it out with your partners if you feel so inclined. Um, we're going to talk about how you, how we feel about some of these words, because damn it, there are some really good words on this list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First word, Moist. <laughs> Um, this woman came into the sex shop that I work at the other day and picked up these like ink blot things that we have there and she was like, Wow, it looks like it's still moist and we had this whole conversation cool. about how people have very strong feelings about that word. I personally it makes me feel a little bit gross if applied to my vagina for much the same reason that it did when some dude called my vag gloopy. Uh, I think if you're gonna talk about the wetness of my vag, probably wet is my preferred terminology for that or soaked if you really want to go over the top (laughs) yeah moist i am not a fan of that word like i'm not as opposed to it as some people are but i'm just like oh that's not a sexy word that's just a (laughs) it's just a word i suppose how do you feel about aroused (laughs) uh it does it feels slightly too clinical unless we're doing like a specifically clinical role play um mm-hmm. 
But also, I hate the word horny, so, like, sometimes I default back to aroused because it's less icky for me. I don't know why I hate the word horny so much, but I do, and I don't have a good alternative. It's teenage, and it's like it, it's similar to dirty. But for I me, like and teenage it's like so things. Commonly used. Yeah, but I it's guess. like it's not the. But fun. I like yeah. that teenage role play. But yeah, no. I tend Ooh. to fall back on more colloquial, like worked up, riled up, because I think those are kind of cute. Uh, with one partner of mine, we had this code word "aflame," which meant aroused, <laughs> and we used that a lot, and that was kind of cute. <laughs> Yeah, I use turned on or just, like, hard. Mm -hmm. Like, I talk about getting hard, because I'm like, I don't know. What about jizz? It just makes me think of Jizz Lee. Yeah, and also it feels jokey, like, in much the same way. Like, I feel like jizz is to dick as cum is to cock, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. That makes like, sense. I would tend to refer to it as cum in a sexy situation, and jizz is just kind of, like, jokey. Yeah. What do you think about boner, speaking of jokey words? Because, like, I don't <laughs> think I've ever used the term boner in, like, serious sexy talk. <laughs> yeah, me neither. It's not... It doesn't feel sexy to me. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's fine. But, like, I don't know. It feels too much like a 12-year-old would say it like this one i'm curious about what about sweetheart because i feel like that could play into like your little yeah so okay at the start of my last relationship which was a daddy dom little girl relationship my partner was like how do you feel about me calling you like sweetheart or darling or whatever and honestly i i don't have strong feelings about those i think because like, my parents have actually called me those words, and there's something about them that feels too familial, mm. but I said it was okay. It was fine. He he used to call me sweetheart a lot while we were having sex, like, you know, you're making daddy's cock so hard, sweetheart, and that kind of stuff, and it was, like, nice in the same way that, like, a partner calling you, like, baby is nice, like, it's, like, affectionate, but it didn't really do anything for me sexually in particular. I like little one better oh. for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So you're really into being called a faggot. Tell me about that. (laughs) Interesting, because it's new. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's part of... I think I'm into it because it's really, like, gender affirming. Um, Because Mm -hmm. it's specifically... Specifically a masculine thing. And also, like, I'm super gay. So it's affirming of my sexuality and my gender all at once. Um, and it's also, like, mm-hmm. a dirty word, and it brings to mind, like, I think a particular kind of gayness, or at least it does for me, um, very, like, stereotypically mm-hmm. gay, either, like, the faggy little twink, or, like, the big hyper-masculine bears. Yeah. Um, like, throwing around that term, but it's, it feels almost like playing into these, like, masculine gay tropes in a way that I really like. Mm-hmm. Here's an interesting one. What do you think about the word pathetic? Oh, wow. Um, m- most of my experience with pathetic is like when I've been kind of dummy and I'm talking to a submissive man. Because um, that's it's not the type of submission that I'm into. Uh being degraded and told how worthless and pathetic I am. Like, I'm more into being treasured and nurtured. Uh, and I, I think that I could get into that kind of more, like, humiliation type of dynamic with someone I really, really trusted and only occasionally, but I wouldn't want it to be, like, the bread and butter of my sexual encounters. It's really interesting that you said it that way, because that would have been my answer, too, up until, like, semi-recently when I felt like there was definitely a it was gradual but I guess I hit a tipping point with trust with my partner where like I'm noticing more and more kinks popping up where I'm like oh this would have been not okay or edgy or scary and now it's things that I'm like fantasizing about and into or talking about um that is like definitely a thing that like our trust has leveled up and that's why my brain's cool with those things 
Mm-hmm. Um, but playing with that kind of degrading submission is one of the things that showed up that I was like, huh, interesting. Hmm. What, what's your take on the difference between finger banging and finger fucking? I use them interchangeably. Um, I think finger bang rolls off the tongue better than mm-hmm. finger fuck, but I honestly don't either don't use both of them super often. Um, do you think I'll just that say they... like I want your fingers in me? Right, I was gonna say that too. Do you think that both of those terms imply penetration, or can external fingering also fall into those categories? Oh, I always think of it as including penetration, but like I suppose it doesn't have to. But that's yeah. what it evokes in my mind. Yeah, because when I think banging and fucking, like generally i'm talking about penetration when i use those words not always and thrusting but yeah like it it makes me think of thrusting mm-hmm. yeah i think i don't tend to use either of those words in like sexy talk situations though like like you said i'll tend to be like i want your fingers inside me yeah but if i'm talking about what i like in bed i'll definitely be like yeah i love being finger banged <laughs> here's an interesting one what do you feel uh about like cunt and pussy <laughs> um i'm okay with oh my god the jugs i'm sorry i forgot i put that word on here <laughs> i love jugs uh <laughs> i actually felt very proud when i when my boobs got bigger and i started to feel like i could rightfully call them jugs i was like that's a milestone um <laughs> but pussy versus cunt i i'm okay with both of those i also like whole because i think that it's sort of objectifying in a way that can be fun um one thing i did think was interesting was when i slept with a british guy one time he kept calling it my pussy and i wanted to hear cunt in his accent like it just felt yeah more appropriate so i said to him you should call it my cunt and he was like okay and he switched immediately and it was for some reason just so much better for a British dude to call it my cunt. I don't know what it was, but it was very good. <laughs> yeah, I get that. That makes sense. I mostly use whole and I sometimes use cunt, but pussy is just way too femme for me and my junk. Um, but mm-hmm. like some people get behind it. I also call it junk a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll call my clip my cock usually. Mm-hmm. So like gender. Woo. Yeah. And on that note, like it's I definitely pay attention to whether dudes will incorporate the word clit into dirty talk or like even mention Mm -hmm. it at all because like if you don't mention my clit you're talking dirty to me like that's like me not mentioning your dick right like that's like kind of crucial and makes me think maybe you wouldn't know what to do with my bits in bed so like (laughs) it's kind of important you have feelings about the word slave i know that yeah i think So it kind of is the go-to when people try to dirty talk to me for the first time as a submissive and like, A, I don't connect with it at all, but B, like, I'm a white person, so like, that's not my word to play with, because I feel like Mm -hmm. it's inherently racially charged, even if you're not having a race play scene, like, yeah, there's a lot in our shared cultural history around that word, and like, well, maybe I'm not the person to unpack that. Totally. What do you think about um, words like uh, whimper or shiver or squirm or things like that? See, those are good terms for when I do want to submissively dirty talk. Because I feel like Mm -hmm. when I do submissive dirty talk well, it's more about how I'm reacting to what they're doing versus what I would want to do for them. Um, so, I mean, I don't know because I'm not a top, but I feel like hearing those reactions might be satisfying if you are a toppy person. So I do like to describe pretty in depth, like, oh, you're making me tremble or like I'm blushing, I'm giggling a lot. My thighs are shaking. I'm getting chills, you know, like I think that that's fun. And it also yeah. kind of makes you feel like you're there with them if you're sexting, like it, it gives you a, a more well-rounded sense of what would be going on. Yeah, I definitely use that a lot, uh, especially the word squirm, and I think it's, uh, it's funny, because, like, before I started talking on video with my partner pretty frequently, I felt like it, 
I felt like it didn't carry as much weight when I was saying I was squirming, and I was like, no, like, I genuinely, that is a thing that I do, like, nervously and awkwardly when I'm subby. Like, I, like, squirm in place. Like, I don't, I don't think you get it. And then, like, we would, when we were talking more and would, like, dirty talk in person or over video or whatever, like, I feel like he saw it and, like, I don't know, maybe he understood the whole time, but I'm like, no, this is, like, a real thing. (laughs) So many new words to play with and old words to return to. Ah, language. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dildorks. I hope that you learned a few fun new words that you might think about incorporating into your dirty talk. I have been Kate Sloan. You can find my sex blog at girlyjuice.net and my writing portfolio at katewritesaboutsex.com. I'd also love if you could check out a new piece I wrote for Glamour this week. It's at glamour.com. Uh, it's about toxic sex toys, and it was a ton of research. I always feel a little bit out of my depth when I tackle these sort of science-heavy pieces, but this one was really fun and interesting to work on. And I learned not only do sex toys sometimes have phthalates in them, which are really bad for your body, they also sometimes contain chlorine. So might want to look out for PVC toys. They're not great. <laughs> I fucked in a pool so yeah, once, and chlorine piece. is the... Le- Chlorine is the most uncomfortable thing that has ever been in my vag. Like, it's just teenage me made some bad decisions. I know. Like, (laughs) some weird shit up there. Where's your stuff, friend? In my vag, apparently. I'm Bex. You can find my writing at BexTalkSex.com and I'm at BexTalkSex on Twitter and Instagram. Together we're the Dildorks. We're at the Dildorks on Twitter and Instagram and at thedildorks.com. This week, tweet at us with your favorite dirty word or like dirty sentence that someone has said to you. I want, I want my phone blowing up with these all week. It'll make my week extra special. There we go. <laughs> um... If you want to help us out, you can also head over to your favorite podcast app, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and shoot us a review. Five stars moves us up the charts and makes us easier to find for new listeners. It also makes us smile when we hear how great we are. If you if you want to support us, you can also head over to patreon.com slash the dildorks. Tossing us a few bucks helps us keep doing what we're doing and gets you really cool rewards. Thank you so much. Thank you also to Protodome, who did our theme song, I Want You in My Bedroom. You can find his music at protodome.bandcamp.com. And thank you, as always, to Amy Gardner, who is at Starboots underscore on Twitter, who is the illustrator who did our beautiful logo. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye. Bye. Okay, babe, let's do a countdown. Yeah, five, four, three, two, one. Good going. I never know what goes after the countdown. It feels like something should happen. I always just want to celebrate. Yeah, nothing happens. How do you... How do you dress kinky for Disney World? I guess you just Oh, do you just it. dress kinky. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's Disney World is you've never you said you've never been, right? Never been. It's like 70% families, like traditional mother, father, kids, whatever. Or like even, you know, gay families, but like white picket fence families. And like 30% goths and queers. <laughs> just being so extra <laughs> all over the park like steampunk dudes in top hats it's so good cool. excellent yeah <clears throat> okay let's do the podcast yes because i want to go get mcdonald's and or suck a dick dick <laughs> i'm so glad we were on the same page with that sentence okay good i want him to make out with me in like this back corridor in comedy bar like it's perfect for that and ugh Come on. You could make it happen. I gotta make it happen. He I have to take smiled like that at me if he wasn't, like, interested, right? Yeah. I wish I could show oh, you're you cute. it. you're cute. Why can't you just, like, read my brain and see what happened? Because you'd be like, oh, yeah, he definitely wants to fuck you. <laughs>
I wish I could, too. Damn it. We'll work on it. There's some kind of musical performance going on outside my window. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Can you hear it? No. Okay, I hope no one can hear it. Uh. (laughs) Hang on one second. My nose is making noises. (coughs) Your noise is making noses. What? (laughs) Boys are texting me. I mean, good. I should get this rope bondage dude to pour wax on me. I think he'd be into that. Yeah. Do you know stuff Uh. about wax play? (laughs) This is always how I how I get doms to. Yeah, I'm always just like, so do you know stuff about rope bondage or like, what do you know about leashes? (laughs) Just like test the waters. Oh, oh, (laughs) he just this is the best possible answer. What? He said, always wanted to play with wax. Why do you ask? Are you waxing poetic? (laughs) I like him. He's good. (laughs) My dude says he'll do some homework before he pours wax on me. (laughs) Oh, good. I like him. Yeah. I really do. Can you just double check that you're still recording and everything? Yeah, I'm still recording. I've been watching the recording the whole time. Okay, thank you. I just have anxiety, you know. I know. Oh my god, what? How have you kept this from me? I just didn't want to burden you, you know? (laughs) That's also not how you spell aroused. (laughs) Oh my god. It's not my fault. I can't spell. I I know. It was the first test I failed in school. I'm sorry, babe. It was also the first test I cheated on. They asked me how to spell balloon, and my shoes were balloon brand, and I just looked at the bottom. I don't think that's cheating. I think that's resourcefulness. <laughs> I can't spell it. I'm getting worse. <laughs>